Welcome to St. James Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can learn more about St. James on our website at stjamesp.org. Heavenly Father, help us to become the masters of ourselves, that we may be the servants of others. Take our minds and work with them. Take our lips and speak through them. Take our hearts and set them on fire. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. So good to see each of you this morning. Uh, Virtual hugs is is the best I can do. I thought I would share with you this morning a little bit of my sermon-making process. And it goes like this. First, I read the scriptural passages, and then I read them, and then I read them, and then I read them yet again. And then I do my formal research. I have some great resources, and um, always if there is remedial help, there's Google. But then my third piece of the puzzle is what Anne Lamott would call beggy prayers. Help me. And about two weeks ago, I was sending out a ton of beggy prayers, and they were more like, help me now. I need words. I've got to say something on the 27th, and I ain't got nothing. So I'm driving down Oleander Drive uh, in my car. I multitask, and and I'm sending up lots of beggy prayers. What words do I say? I pull up behind a Jeep, you know, the kind that has the tire on the back. And it has a tire cover. Sometimes they're pictures, sometimes they're words. So I stop at the stoplight, and here are the words that I see. A wise person says, dot, 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 nothing. (laughs) So I go, here is the Holy Spirit in action without a doubt. And so just in case there's any question about who is the goofball this morning in the sanctuary, understand that you guys aren't saying anything, and we know who's wise. What it did, however, was broaden my research. I began to ask everybody I could think to ask, what do you think about the story of the prodigal son? Because I didn't tell them this part. It's really a hard story. It's a hard story. It's one that we wrestle with if we pay attention. I had many varied responses. Some of them, all of them taught me something. The first one was actually a woman who said, the father's love is exactly the way I felt when I had a baby in my uterus. And I went, oh, that's really lovely. It's really nice. And um, then I had, a, um, then the, the next person said, 
do you think the prodigal was really sorry? He is coming to apologize, but do you think he really felt it, or was he just hungry? I don't ask me. And so I just, you know, that was a great insight. It's a, something to wrestle with in this story. One said, the elder son gets the shaft. Good guys finish last. He worked hard. He really did. And for him to be um, left out in this way, he has a right to be angry. One of my good friends said, has anybody thought about the fatted calf? (laughs) That was most helpful. But I, I was able to speak with somebody that I think gets at the truth behind this tale, which is, he said, in a single day, I can behave as if I were the prodigal. And in that same day, I might behave as if I were the elder. And my hope is that at some point, I will behave as if I were the father. Dang. That's the message. Just so you'll know. And I started thinking about the way that works out in my life. And I realized that a couple of weeks ago, I was looking online, just happened to run across some really cute little spring sandals. And I didn't need them. And um, it was selfish to spend the money because it was wasteful, but they were really cute. So I went ahead and became the prodigal just for that one click. And then um, not long ago, I also remember a time that I pulled up to another stoplight at Oleander Drive. And there was a homeless guy that Uh, for some reason, really paid attention to. And I rolled down my window, and I handed him a dollar, and he looked at me, I promise, as if I hadn't given enough. And um, it was disconcerting to me. And the way I felt was like the elder, angry and resentful and mean-spirited toward the homeless man. The truth is that we as human beings are one great big ball of wax, and in us is the potential to behave as if we were the prodigal, the elder, or the father. It is all available to us, the magnificence and the profane pettiness in our lives. The difficulty lies in the fact that when we behave as if we were the prodigal or the elder, through our own choices, we turn our backs to God. Both ways, whether we feel selfish or self-righteous, because self-righteousness cuts off our hearts. Different process, same result. Henry Nouwen, in his book, Return of the Prodigal Son, speaks about the truth of his life, for he was actually the elder in his family. 
And he grew up sensing that he, as the son in the story, had higher expectations, that he had to work harder, prove himself more, and that his younger brothers and sisters were babied. He felt jealous of them, resentful, angry. And although from his understanding there were reasons to have felt this way, the end result was Henry Nowen felt as if he was cut off from others. If someone showed love toward him, he was suspicious of it. He was lonely. And that's the problem with the elder. Yet the elder has every right to say, doesn't the prodigal son behave in a way in accordance with antinomianism? I had to practice that word. But which means living one's life as if that you can do whatever you selfishly enjoy doing, and God will forgive you anyway. The elder son has a valid point. But I believe he must remember that the prodigal son lives with pigs. The prodigal lives in filth. He has no love. He's with prostitutes. He has no family. He has no country. He has lost his integrity. He has lost himself. And yes, the elder may point out it was a choice of his own making, and it was. But nevertheless, the prodigal already lives in hell of his own making. John Milton once said, the mind is its own place to be and in itself can make a hell of heaven, a heaven of hell. And the prodigal in his mind, in his choices, has made hell for himself in this heaven, in this earth, which is filled with manna. I have given up way too many words, and I have yet to speak about the Father. The Father, it's important to remember, quite clearly, runs toward the prodigal. We know that. We see that. That's in the movie version. I think there's one. But the elder son is also the one that the father seeks. He leaves a party that is against cultural norms at his time. The host never left the party. People thought bad of him. The father is all compassion, all inclusivity, all forgiveness, and lest we miss it, all humility. And what he wants is to provide joy, the party. 
we have this one life to live. And from the story, it seems to me that we are called to live as the Father. In order to do that, we must live through a heart of love, wise love, not sentimental love, not Valentine's love, not even parental love. Love that is hard thought and hard to do. It is love that is all compassion, love that is all forgiveness, love that is totally humble, the willingness to give oneself. And the way that we do this, we do this through grace, because our ability to love is a gift unearned, unmerited. We do this when we recognize that, yes, we behave as the prodigal. Yes, we behave as the elder. Yes, hopefully we behave as the father. But no matter how we behave, and that's true, God's love rushes, rushes out to greet us to seek us where we are. And the only person we wouldn't want to be is the daggone fatted calf. (laughs) But otherwise, it is a miracle, this love, a miracle that is worth our rejoicing.